0: This is the Home Health Revealed Podcast. Hear stories from real industry leaders discussing topics affecting the ever-changing home health industry. Welcome to Home Health Revealed Podcast. I am your host, Mike Greenlee, and I have my fantastic co-host with me, Hannah Vale. How are you, Hannah?
1: Hey, I am doing well. How are you, Mike?
0: I'm good. You know, I was listening to, you listen to Bobby Bones? I don't. You're, you're missing out. Yeah. The only reason why I'm mentioning his name right now is I'm thinking that he's listening right now. And, and then, he
1: probably is. And then
0: potentially he'll call me. He'll want me on the show.
1: Yeah, of course he will. That's what
0: I'm thinking. But anyway, so he was talking about, you know, he does these uh, these stories where I don't know where they get them from, but he had this one story where this guy for five years couldn't hear. So he went to the doctor. Now, what do you think the doctor
1: found? A cockroach?
0: Found a, uh, one of those, uh, earpieces, like, um. The pod thing.
1: Oh, like an uh, earbud? An earbud. An in ear the guy's ear?
0: was in his ear for five years.
1: It had to be growing something or attached to something, right? It's not just hanging out there.
0: I don't even know how it happens.
1: I don't I that, don't either.
0: Because it's got the little pole on the end of it, right?
1: I get popcorn kernels stuck in my teeth that I feel like I can't get out, but I don't know how in the world you would get an earbud that is frustrating. stuck in your ear.
0: Because <laughs> you're like working your tongue trying to get that sucker out yeah. and your finger up there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I know that. I, I don't know how you get a... A uh earbud stuck in your ear. No, I have big
1: ears. I don't. I have small ones. I can hardly get them to f- fit in my ear enough to hear them and stay.
0: Right. They fall over if you like. Move, yeah. Move your head one way. Exactly. I don't get stuck. Got a
1: stiff neck when I have to use my earbuds. <laughs> yeah,
0: right <here>. It's crazy. <laughs> Just so you know, this podcast is brought to you by Health Rev Partners. Grow in your agency and expand your mission with high powered revenue cycle partner. Powered by Velocity, the most advanced coding and billing software in the market for transparency, analytics, and clinical intelligence. Well, oh. hey, We've got a great show today. I'm excited about this
1: one. Me too. We have a great speaker today. We're really excited to have him on here, Tim Dawson. Um, Tim is responsible for driving new business development at Waystar. With multiple years of experience selling cloud-based revenue cycle technology, he specializes in the post-acute market, helping skilled nursing and home health and hospice facilities realize their financial goals. So welcome to the show, Tim.
0: Yeah, Tim, welcome. And, uh, you know, um, now, Tim, we work with a lot of home health and hospice agencies regularly. And often one of the top conversations we talk about is their their software. In fact, we've had... Uh, months back, we actually did a podcast just on software. It's really good. So you should listen to it. Um, but one of the things that's often overlooked is the clearinghouse or some people call it a gateway. So can you tell us what exactly a clearinghouse or gateway is and, and how does it work with EMRs?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, hi to both of you. Thanks for, uh, that introduction and, and allowing me to be here today. It's a, a topic that I, I hold dear to my heart and I will look into, uh, that podcast you mentioned, that sounds interesting. And so, you at its get, you core... You get bonus points for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a listen. Um, at its core, though, a, a clearinghouse is really just the connection point between healthcare providers and payers. And that can be insurance companies, government payers. And it takes information from your practice management system. that checks for errors and delivers claims to your payers in, in a secure, a secure HIPAA-compliant way. And so a good clearinghouse integrates with both your PM system or patient management system and the payer software so that the two software systems on either side can communicate through the uh, electronic data interchange or otherwise known as EDI. Um, and so this connection increases efficiency and, and reduces your chances of submitting incorrect claims to payers. And so it's important to, to research your clearinghouse in the same way you did your PM system uh, to make sure you're getting the most out of your existing software and in, in your team's time, honestly.
1: So I kind of see the gateway as that hub, right, that connects the revenue cycle pieces all together. But what are the benefits of choosing a clearinghouse that's separate from your medical record system?
2: Yeah, that's a, a good question. <clears throat> the The right clearinghouse can make all the difference in your in your revenue collection and in your team's productivity and, and overall satisfaction. And so clearing houses that operate separate from the PM system have the advantage and freedom of focusing directly on the revenue cycle and how to continue to improve billing processes and, and ultimately collect more revenue. However, when your clearinghouse integrates tightly with your PM or billing system, you'll see greater efficiency across your revenue cycle. So a few benefits that we like to talk about that result from a smooth relationship with your PM system in your clearinghouse would be things such as um, decreased manual work to exchange information between the software and the payer software, uh, streamlined claim workflows, transparency of claims management with a with a closed loop data and analytics. So we kind of have it all in the same ecosystem, um, automatic eligibility checks and just overall optimized patient collections. And so while I always recommend an independent house for for the reasons above I would also encourage providers to choose one that offers um, open connections to to many different uh, patient management yeah
0: you know, one of the challenges that we often hear from prospects and clients with it is really within the payer setup I mean that seems to be a beast
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so what are some of the and, and I want to spend some time on this because I think this is a really important you know topic um, so we can we can we can spend as much time as we want here but uh, what are some of the challenges that you see, and and how do agencies overcome those challenges?
2: Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> uh, a it's definitely question? a hot topic. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it can be it can be a burden, and it can be a little scary. But you know, it, you know, m- many providers have been burned by faulty uh, implementation processes, and honestly, it's it's often cited as a reason why people don't want to make changes that have the potential to drive meaningful improvement. So there's, there's a, you know, many different ways we can go about this, but just a few ways to overcome these issues. Um, we, we suggest, you know, running your old system concurrently to, to ours or any new clearinghouse for a a time period to ensure there's no revenue lost. Um, Really, a really big one is automating the payer enrollment process and proactively tracking every claim and ERA that minimizes data gathering efforts and, and the enrollment burden around that, and overall protecting your cash flow. So, we're all about uh, technology and any connection that we can create with a payer that's electronic for enrollment. We're going to go that route because it's going to increase that time to enrollment. Mm-hmm. And so as an example, in the past, when you, you you know might have changed clearinghouses, there was a chance that you would start getting uh, payer payments coming back before claims go out, kind of making it almost impossible to easily reconcile these claims. But by automating that enrollment process, we've ensured that uh, that doesn't happen anymore. And you know, we're proud of what our platform has been able to accomplish for our clients. Um, but we recognize technology doesn't live in a vacuum, and so that's why we we focus heavily on our customer service and we're really proud of the feedback we receive from our clients regarding their satisfaction and just the overall level of support they enjoy uh you know it really comes down to what we call a high-tech high-touch approach to implementation and it's not one-size-fits-all so this isn't a cookie cutter out of the box everybody gets the same experience you know our our cloud-based technology allows us to get uh, you know, providers up and running much quicker than other platforms and dedicated implementation teams works to apply a, a six Sigma methodologies to drive every implementation process to ensure it's, it's smooth and really overall just transparent. What, what is going on? Where are we in the process? Who, who's, whose step is next? Um, where are we with enrollments? And so uh, the idea is to really have a, a true partner and, um, in the industry, and and you know, have the recognition to to prove that.
1: So I know one of the areas that you are really passionate about is Medicare billing, and when Waystar acquired eSolutions, it became the first technology to unite that government and commercial payers onto a single payment platform, which brought immense value to providers. Will you talk a little bit about how that? Has also transformed the post-acute market.
2: Yeah, of course. That was a very exciting uh, time period for I think both organizations. We kind of saw a gap in the market for for each each company, and coming together, we were able to to fill that gap. And as we know, uh, post-acute care providers are really <laughs> facing a new level of disruption. We have uh, moving financial targets, changing legislation is always part of it. Yes. Uh, complex. Medicare reimbursement system. Um, you know, it's all resulted in increased claim volume, AR days, less revenue, and then just overall heightened attention on retaining staff and providing quality patient care, which is what we're here for. Uh, and, and then you know the ongoing staffing challenges across the whole market segments are, are forcing organizations to really think about how they can manage these processes with less resources. And so the idea... You know, Waystar, we want to make things easier and more efficient for your teams and with solutions tailored to the specific needs of the post-acute space, which isn't always the case. And so with our acquisition of, of, you know, the industry pioneer e-solutions, we've only been able to uh, elevate our our Medicare offerings with direct real-time connections to FIS, uh, helpful compliance tools, real-time live reporting and claim editing within the Medicare system, and you know now we're really able to, to say Waystar is the only uh, market leader offering access to government, commercial, and patient payments all on a single platform. Um, you know, which is really just designed to drive faster, smarter workflows using automation, and really allowing clients and providers to consolidate the number of platforms they need to accomplish you know all their revenue tasks.
0: Now, Tim, uh, you know we use your platform, right? Did yeah. You, did you know that? We, I love it. Um, we've been using it now for a couple, three years. Yeah. And um, it, it really has changed the way that, that we're able to to serve the customer. And, you know, both both Waystar and, and, and HealthRev, we have a great appreciation for analytics. Love analytics, right? Especially when it really tells you what you need to be doing, shows you what you're doing right, uh, where maybe some improvement's needed and so forth. And you're, you're, you guys have this just really cool platform where, you know, the analytics, the business intelligent tools can really transform the way an agency can do business by boosting their efficiency, helping them drive performance, which is the same thing that we want to do. We recently came across uh, a statistic that 90% of building mistakes are caused by human error. I know your team, just like ours, works to to build that advanced logic and workflows to remove those variables that would hinder those, those type of results. But I want to give you the opportunity to really, you know, on this and also, you know, tell our listeners, where can they go to get more information?
2: Yeah. yeah so analytics, it's right. It's a word that I feel like can sound intimidating and not really knowing what to do with them. Uh, kind of falls on deaf ears. And so I, I will spend a, just a little more time kind of in this section, kind of going over what you, you, you were discussing. And so in the spirit of analytics, let's throw, let's start with some, some stats. Uh, and so we, we ran some studies, uh, you know, not just us. We pull these in from everywhere. And, and, you know, a recent study shows the global healthcare analytics market was valued at $25.9 billion
1: billion with a b
2: right billion okay. b yep and it's expected to grow at a rate of 7.5 percent from 2020 to 2027 wow so analytics dollars this is all very correlated so as a result 93 percent of hospitals and physician financial executives believe exploring new ways to use data analytics is critical to the demands of value-based reimbursement in healthcare consumers right yet of hospitals and medical providers only use analytics in a limited manner or minimal way, whether they have something in place today or not. And 65% of health systems and and providers with analytic solutions haven't used it in the past 12 months due to lack of strategic direction, resources, or just just training in general. And in fact, only 15% report any sort of meaningful use in financial forecasting and strategic planning. 15%.
1: So,
2: yeah, so every healthcare organization, no matter the size or specialty, just across the board, has a wealth of data that can help guide decision-making when properly analyzed. But you know, many don't have the right tools to provide useful results. So we understand how important it is for organizations to make solid business decisions that are data-driven. These are facts, right? data and so when we look at analytics we recommend we have there's four critical components that that we kind of just like to point out And so I'll go over each of those and just kind of help conceptualize what we look at and so the first is going to be implementing the analytics solution that fits your organization's needs right so analytics can measure your entire revenue cycle performance But you need to be sure that the platform you use is right for your workflows and data needs. For example, do you need something you can turn on right away with just built-in KPIs? You don't want to do the dirty work. You just kind of want to see where where you're at. Or do you need a custom solution with advanced intelligence or business intelligence tools to get greater insight and true business intelligence? So your analytics platform is going to look different depending on how you choose to use it. But across the board, one One thing that is certain, an analytics tool that doesn't get used, either because it's too complex or unable to scale, is worthless. Right. So we want to make sure that we're using analytics that fit your organization. The second topic will be to choose a tool that offers good data visualization. We want to be able to see it, well-visualized dashboards and reports, are a core piece of any analytic solution worth its salt, but and no one has the time to sort through every single result and resource to pull out actionable insights. So you're going to need dashboards and reporting with intuitive capabilities for, you know, informed strategic decision-making. So the second one we're looking at is a tool that you can, you can see the statistics and comprehend them. Yeah. Uh, the third, the third, we will look at, you know, let's get insights across the revenue cycle with a tool that can scale. So one of the major challenges with many analytics tools is data that's been siloed in individual reports pulled by team members focused on different parts of the revenue cycle. Everyone has a different agenda of what they're looking at. And so without an easy way to share and compare that information, no one's really getting the full picture. And so the the analytics solution that brings the most value offer all the data you need in one place with tools that will, will scale across the organization through all those different silos. And so the fourth piece will we'll end here analytics. We could go on to the five, six, seven, eight, nine, 15, but, uh, the fourth topic is, is just using benchmark for competitive analysis. So, you know, benchmarking is, is really crucial to understanding how, your organization is performing in comparison to peers in the industry. So everyone likes a little competition, right? So uh, offering, you know, valuable insights into your performance by providing a baseline for process efficiency and and success standards. So maybe we're we're not sure where we are in the industry. We're doing great. Uh, If we have no way to actually baseline that or benchmark that, um, you know, we might be going down a path that, that we can't recover from. Um, so, comparative analysis like this—it's it, it, a, it's a vital tool for improving critical areas of your revenue cycle, such as claim payment denial remittance performance. Really, the idea behind it is to to create a, a proactive approach rather than a, a reactive uh, approach, right? We want to figure out what the issues are, get our baseline, and put processes in place to improve um, and and catch any areas that might be might be you know going down the wrong path before it's too late. Uh, And so to summarize all of this, (laughs) you know, we take analytics very seriously uh, here at Waystar and um, you know, for those interested to learn more, uh, you don't want to listen to me talk all day. There's a, there's a wealth of knowledge um, on our website uh, at waystar.com. We have various uh, blog posts and and webinars and other um, learning features that, that many can take advantage of.
0: So Tim, I'm married. You mentioned competition and uh, I tend to want to beat everybody at checkers or chess, even little kids. My wife says I have a problem. Well, what are your thoughts on that topic?
2: Uh, No, No. gotta be at the top. Gotta learn something. They need a baseline and a benchmark. That's it.
0: That's exactly, (laughs) that's exactly. I've got a, I've got a board up in my law office showing all the victories. And so I'm setting the benchmark for these kids to understand that, hey, I'm awesome.
1: Oh, There's goodness. room for improvement.
0: She's going to edit that. I yeah. Guarantee. That's that's, not that's <laughs> getting out of here. That's not sticking in the show.
1: Uh, the yeah. These four pieces that you gave us, though, are, are really great. You mentioned so many things that we also think are just so important. Um, you've touched on so many topics in this short podcast, you know, everything from streamlining, staffing issues, using benchmarking, you know, being proactive when it comes to data, being proactive when it comes to growing your agency and choosing something that can scale with you. So thank you so much, Tim, for just taking the time today to talk with us and share the with the audience the value of Waystar and I know we we see the value for sure, but you know, what it contributes to the home health and hospice space, to the post acute care market, along with other, you know, healthcare spaces with its revenue cycle technology. So we just so much appreciate you being here with us today. And um, thank you.
0: Yeah, now Tim, we, we met you um, at Knock. Did you did you play our Papa Shot? Did you play the Papa
2: Shot? I, I don't know that I had time. I don't know that I had time, but I did see that. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, I got beat. It's on, it's all over social media that I got beat, (laughs) but
2: did you put it on a board and
1: uh, (laughs) Mark under his losses? Yeah. It's
0: being benchmarked right now. (laughs) No, Hey, we, you know, one thing about we'll close with this, but you know, we do have a really good relationship with waystar and, and you know, part of our mission is to create predictable revenue, right? Not just code or not just bill and collect. It's really to, to help agencies create that predictable revenue. And again, using your platform and using your analytics and your claims monitoring and all that has been just helpful and really helping agencies understand that whole process. Because billing is a very complex process. Payers are not all created equal and it's going to get more and more challenging. And so you guys have built a fantastic platform. And I just wanted to tell you before we let you go that you guys are just a tremendous partner and we really appreciate working with you all. Yes.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me on the show.
0: Yeah. Well, until next time, we're going to have a uh, worldview. Jared's going to be on the call. So yep. that, that's going to be a really good one too. Until next time, I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye-bye.